0: To hockey podcast, Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, buddy? I am pretty well. How are you? Doing all right, doing not too bad. Just kinda hanging out, not too much going on these days, but enjoying the summer, some nice weather. Good, good. So
1: Snow nice. Jones,
0: you're obviously out in Alberta. I'll be out there in a month and a bit. I cannot wait. It's going, to be, it's going to be good. We're, we're going to have in-person
1: podcasts again, and uh, we've already made plans to uh, rent out a room at the uh, Calgary Public Library, so that should be good.
0: Yeah, was, the library is there. Sick. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked. We haven't done, I think, an episode recorded, like, both of us together in a year. Yeah. And, maybe, and before maybe, that- was, Maybe
1: a little less than a year, but yeah, a year.
0: It's been about a year, and then before that, it was also probably a year. Yeah uh it's, it's definitely a change of pace
1: since like our school days where we like where we lived in the same city
0: well yeah like, and where we, like, realistically like, the shows have gotten much better i think since the, the early days the early episodes yeah, definitely we were struggling to fill the the 30 or whatever minutes we had to fill uh each week so it's gotten a lot better but definitely looking forward to have another one uh live but uh other than that, Stanley Cup finals going on. Um, obviously Tampa Bay Lightning down 2-0 in the series right now and just getting absolutely slapped by the Colorado Avalanche. It's, it's, it's you love nice to see. To see. It. You love yeah, to see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really do. Like, as much as we were like, oh, you know, I was a little nervous about Tampa because they've been so resilient all playoffs. Um, they are just getting absolutely dominated out there. And it's different than like the the New York series when they went down 2-0 uh, on the road. And it's like, you know, you're still a bit nervous because Tampa's, you know, Tampa's Tampa and the Rangers, I don't think we're that good a team. But down 2-0 to the Colorado Avalanche right now, I don't see any way Tampa can come back in this one.
1: You know, all Col- Colorado needs one thing to win this series, and they need to win one game in Tampa Bay. That's all it is. That is quite literally the only thing that Colorado needs to win this series.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the entire playoff run, I know we, we kind of maybe downplayed it a bit going into the finals just because of the quality of the opponents. But what is it? Two, three, two losses all playoffs? Yeah. 13 like,
1: and two, maybe 14 and two. 14 and two now. 14
0: and two now. Like, it's been ridiculous. And you have to remember, too, that like, these two games of Tampa right now, like they're missing Sam Girard, one of their top four defensemen, and they're missing their number two center right now in Nazem Kadri.
1: And keep in mind, the two losses they had came in the same series against St. Louis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they sweep Nashville, drop two to St. Louis, sweep the Oilers, and now they're up 2-0 on the two-time defending champs. I mean, what, what an unbelievable team.
1: Yeah. And like... I don't know. Like we haven't really, this Colorado team has been in the making for a few years and they've had this core group for at least three or four seasons.
0: Well, it's it's one of those, like, I I think there's, there's such an interesting team to look at in terms of like how dominant they are now. And then you look just five years ago, that was one of the worst regular seasons. I think any team has ever had. And how they've just built from that and they built from it by, great drafting, but also great pro scouting and getting some great players at really low costs, like Devon Taves uh, for two seconds is unbelievable value. They bring in Andre Burakovsky. They take advantage of Washington's cap crunch. They've just surrounded their core with the perfect pieces. Valerie Nachushkin, who was kind of written off after Dallas, um, a perfect two-way winger for them. Nazem Kadri, basically run out of Toronto. Like, they just found a way to get excellent value uh, everywhere you look. Absolutely. And, you know, like, everyone's
1: everyone's been playing their best games. And that's 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 super important. And they've got a fantastic coach in Jared Bennar that's really able to kind of reel everyone in because they do have uh, quite a few, like, star players that could make a case for top 10 top 15 NHL players and that's that's always like the main struggle as a coach is when you have all these big big pieces is managing your dressing room managing everything so credit where credit is due there and yeah Joe Sackett just built an unbelievable franchise well like squad that's it's looking like it's going to be the 2022 Stanley Cup champion.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think, too, like you mentioned all like the, the, the top players they have, like their McKinnons and the Rantmans and McCars, and they're all, like you said it, like top 10 players in the league, but they just don't have that like star player ego, right? Like they understand. I don't think hockey works when you have those kind of egos because you just it's not like a basketball where two or three guys can get it done. Like you need a team effort, right? You just can't have that mentality of it's it's all about me. I don't think it works. Right. And I think the the Avalanche embody that perfectly. Um, But the whole series, too, and the whole run itself, like I'm just looking at this Colorado team, and what they're doing is they're, first of all, like they're in great shape going into next year, too. Right? They're in a great spot. Yeah. Uh, Like that core is going to be able to stick around for a while with the contracts. The other thing, too, is the contracts. They've locked some guys up to some fantastic deals, and that helps a lot. Uh, McKinnon, his contract. McCarr on his contract uh, that he just signed. And what they're doing is they're, they're setting the bar for the rest of the league. So
1: like really your only worry is how much is McKinnon going to make on the next contract?
0: Yeah. And you'll, get a, you'll get a pay raise for sure. But he I won't think,
1: be, you won't be the most paid player in the NHL. That's a guarantee. No, he, he
0: won't be that. And I think they still have, like, they still have cap room. They still have the flexibility to add around them and, they got enough guys that are UFAs this year that they can let them walk and look for some cheaper alternatives. That still, they're they're going to be a very good team. My question for you, though, is what do the Florida Panthers have to do to reach this level, to play like the Colorado Avalanche? What are they missing? I, um, it's it's tough.
1: Um, I don't think it's a goalie. I think they're good goalie-wise. Uh, I think you're probably trying to bolster your um, defense. I think that's, for me, that's probably the main thing you're trying to do is trying to get six defensemen who can just be on all the time, anytime, and just be dominant. And I think that's what they missed again against tampa bay they were having trouble you know like defensively and that kind of stuff um and very clearly uh ben shrott was not the answer no um but you know you look at in colorado and and you said it even without sam gerard they still got makar byram uh, manson taze that's an excellent top four and then you've got the two Johnson's, like it, it, it's hard. It's hard to compete with that if you're any team. Even Tampa Bay, you're probably looking at. You know they they can't. It's probably the best defensive core in the NHL right now.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent in my. And mind. that's
1: without that's without Sam
0: Girard. Yeah, it, with Sam Girard, I'm. Doubtful, like I don't think it's a question. And. and- I,
1: you know, I, I think that Tampa Bay's tactic for the most part and why they've been so successful is they were able to
0: bully teams into victories. Well, we've, we've talked a lot about how you know how scum right. Tampa Bay is. What,
1: right? Like they they've been able to bully people, but it's hard to bully someone if you can't catch up to them. And I think this is exactly what we're seeing in the Colorado series, is Colorado's just too good, too fast too smooth and they evade Tampa and especially Tampa's defense, which is a little less mobile than probably the average defense in the league. It's, I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah,
0: I absolutely agree. And and, and,
1: and I think if, if, if you're for Florida, if you're Bill Zito, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for, a, you know, that that's what we thought we had a team that was fast enough, silky enough, to get past these kinds of obstacles and obviously was not the case against Tampa. And I think a lot of that is their defensive ability to play hockey. And I think it'll be really interesting to see how, how they adapt in the off season with, with uh, the draft coming up first and then free agency. I'm still trying to figure out the, Revised dates for this off season, Although I'm pretty sure it's going back to regular dates next season. With I July, so 1st yeah, being free agency. I think this year it's like July 21st or something.
0: Yeah, it's something random.
1: Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I'm really excited. I think that's probably what you're looking at if your Bill Zito is trying to fix that that puzzle. But uh, I'll, I'll be really interested to see what happens.
0: Yeah. Well, and you, you mentioned goaltending is like. Okay, if I'm comparing the two rosters, the Avalanche and the Panthers, like, I think offensively, they're pretty close, right? Yeah. Uh, In the goaltending, I also think they're pretty close. Like, I don't think Darcy Kemper, anyone's making a case for him being, like, a top five goalie in the league. Because I just – I don't think he is. But he's a good goalie, right? Yeah, no. But Sergei Bobrovsky is a good goalie as well.
1: Yeah, I'd say – to be honest, I'd say they're pretty much on the same level.
0: Yeah, I think they're on the same level. The issue becomes – there has been some talk about the Panthers looking to move Bobrovsky – mainly just because of his contract. Like, I think if is making $5 million a year, I think you're not even thinking about trading him at this point. But moving that contract purely just to give you the flexibility to maybe make an improvement on defense.
1: It's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens. Uh, you look at Montreal and Vegas, which are the, oh, yeah. the two teams they partook in a, a trade earlier this week. Uh, sending Weber to Vegas, or I guess Weber's contract to Vegas for Evgeny Dadonov, who...
0: Panthers was, legend.
1: Panthers legend um, was uh, falsely traded to uh, Anaheim, at I'm, Anaheim. I'm
0: shocked, by the way, that he had Anaheim on his no-trade list and not Montreal. I
1: mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I would tend to agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love to play hockey in Anaheim. Although you want to know what I hear, the city of Anaheim isn't like the best place.
0: When I hear the traffic getting to the Honda Center is bad. I don't. I don't
1: think that'd be a concern for players.
0: No, no. But like, I I don't know. If I'm a player, though, like, yeah, whatever. Like, you get the beach, like the warm weather. Like, I, I wouldn't complain. No, exactly. You have enough money that you can
1: avoid the the less desirable areas. And you don't um, have
0: like a toxic fan base either. That's, you know, no, exactly. Nobody gives a shit, exactly. So, yeah, like, anyways, I, you know, I'm gonna enough weird choice, but you know, whatever. He's in Montreal now,
1: but yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see if if Florida, you know, looks at even Flurry, Flurry last offseason. Yeah, you know, what if they just gave Bobrovsky away to someone?
0: Well, that's the thing is, like, what's it gonna to cost to give Bobrovsky away? How much do you have to retain? Who wants? To you know take on that contract, you're probably looking at a team with cap space and not looking to contend. But But at you're... the same time, at the same time, you get
1: a two time Wesna winning uh, I think I just said oh, Wesna.
0: You did. That was good. That was awful.
1: What <laughs> is the what's the Looney Tunes character that has a speech impediment? Daffy yeah, but... Duck? No. The other guy, the guy that hunts Bugs Bunny.
0: Oh, Yosemite Sam. Is that him? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That was a Yosemite Samism. Um, but uh, I, yes, you get a two-time Vezina winning goalie. Is like you like you're trading to a team that's not going to be competing. Well, does a team that's not going to be competing really need to spend that much money on that goalie? No matter how good the return is. Yeah. Like the return would have to be really good to take on that contract. If you're a bad team.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's I, an un, unmovable deal though.
1: I think you'd have, you'd have more luck going for a middle of the pack team that doesn't necessarily have a goalie.
0: That's like close to the cap or a team that thinks maybe they're a year or two away. Like if, if I'm
1: this is just, this is the first team that came to mind. If I'm Edmonton, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm seeing what could work.
0: Yeah, the issue is then you got to probably take money back. Is they yeah. right up against it?
1: Well, and I and I think that's probably what's going to end up happening.
0: You're probably going so to so take... much
1: it's so much money that you're going to have to take money back anyways.
0: It's just can you get something useful that's a little bit less money.
1: And you're not like you're not trading for Duncan Keith here. Like you're I not hope not. an idiot?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: But not that that didn't work out for Edmonton. obviously it did, but
0: <laughs> oh, I'd say in spite of him. But okay,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super curious to see if there is a trade, what it's going to look like. My, I I would say that it's not going to happen. I don't think there'll be a trade. I think we're going to keep Bobrovsky. But I'm very interested to see, and if any leaks come out of what potential trades could look like, what, um, what the Panthers are maybe looking at right now, I'd, I'd be really curious.
0: Yeah, and it's such a difficult spot because he is a good goalie. He was one of their better players in the playoffs, but I don't think it's enough to justify keeping a goalie signed to that much money when you need to improve other areas of your roster. Right. And I think if you want to improve that defense, or you want to keep some of your forwards around, like Mason Marchment, you're going to need to move that contract. And then, yeah, I agree. I think the defense needs to be not drastically overhauled, but I yeah, I think they're one or two defensemen away, the Panthers. Because Aaron Ekblad's like a top defenseman, but he's no Kale McCarr, right? Mackenzie Weegars a top defenseman, but he's not the Von Taves, right? Like they're all just like a little bit downgrades over what the Abs have. And when you talk about the Panthers in the playoffs and I know, you know, they, they throw up like three goals against Tampa Bay in that series. Right. It's not good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. But your forwards alone are not responsible for the offense. It's the defense jumping up in the rush. Like you look at Colorado last night, they got an even strength goal from a defenseman. They got a power play goal from a defenseman and they got a shorthanded goal from a defenseman. Like your defense, it has to be a five man unit. And I think, Florida, I think their defense. If they can get closer to what Colorado has on defense, then your offense is going to come. Exactly. Like right. I, th- I think it's
1: like the Panthers were built right, and we've said this all along. They were built to win games six five. Yeah, I would love to see them be built to win games six one. Yeah and and i think that's what we've got to get closer to i think that as long as you keep that forward core intact and you don't change that up too much you've got your six goals but defensively is where you need yeah. to create that that um that change that improvement
0: yeah like yeah i think you just need yeah some good active 2ad that can get your towards pu- the puck and that can get the puck out of your own zone when it's there. That's what you need. And that's where I'm looking I don't have anyone, you know, in mind at the moment um, in terms of someone I'd want brought in. But I think the focus definitely has to be on the defense and you might have to take a chunk out of your goaltending or your offense to make that happen. But I think you got to prioritize it if you're the Panthers.
1: Yeah. And that being said, like, you get – it'll depend on what happens with the coaching situation. I think we'll talk about this after the break. But that'll be really interesting to see how that affects how the the roster construction.
0: Well, why don't we just get right into that then? Uh, okay. I'll do the quick ad read here from our good friends over at DraftKings and then we'll get right back into talking about some coaching stuff. So hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose, looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during these playoffs with DraftKings, same game parlays. You can do just that, create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored and more. Okay. Coaching. We've talked a lot about it uh, on the show because it's one of the big focal points of the off season was uh, the coaching of Andrew Burnett down the stretch in the playoffs. Wasn't great. Right. But he is a first time NHL coach. Uh, one of the guys we looked at, we thought would be a really good option to replace him would be Bruce Cassidy who then very promptly after our episode signed to be the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh very on brand for them i think it's a good fit yep um and then not that this is someone we wanted in the panthers but john tortorella then shortly after going to the philadelphia flyers
1: what, uh, what is the philadelphia flyers
0: organization i don't i think if you asked them they wouldn't have an answer for you either uh, because they like the, the tortorella relevant move doesn't necessarily
1: surprise me that much. I think it's very on-brand for Philly hockey. Oh, what it's so on-brand. What surprises me is the amount of term they gave him. I can tell you right now, he's not going to last four years in Philly.
0: I don't think anyone can. And the amount of fucking money. Oh, yeah.
1: They're giving him $4 million a year. Well, yeah, it's that's about right. Like that, like to me, it is insane that you can give this coach this much money. I, I don't think it's going to work out for them.
0: I don't think it's going to work out, but it, it, I think it's tough because I like the fit of Tortorella on the Flyers because it just seems like so on brand. But I think that Flyers roster is just a mess. Exactly. Right. Like, I, I like, and I don't know. If John Tortorella is screaming at them, that they're going to respond well to that or poorly to that, I don't know. Like,
1: it, I don't know. If I'm Philly right now, I think my move would have been to hire Jeff Blashill and just tank for the next three seasons.
0: Like honestly, like he's show cu- that he can do that. They're currently they're in that like limbo spot where like like San Jose used to be there, Minnesota used to be there, where they're like kind. They're not terrible, but they're not good.
1: They're they're in that in in they're they're ride or die guy is Carter Hart. Oh, yeah. That's kind of who the team is built around. And I feel like he will not be in his prime for another two to four years. Yeah. So this is the time to rebuild. Well,
0: and I think the issue... The, the you you get though, rid I of Giroux? Like...
1: like, this is the time. Don't, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, I would tear it down if I were them... I think the, big, like the biggest issue Philly has is that they've drafted horrendously. Yeah. Right? And they've had guys that have kind of had one or two seasons where they pop, like these young players, and then they kind of just fade away. Like Travis me a year ago had a really good season. This year, you know, I know there's some injuries and stuff, but not really much there. Ivan Provorov used to look like, you know, a budding star. And he was MIA last year.
1: Yeah. And like Gost is bare. Like it's his great. first season in Philly was the next coming of Christ.
0: Yeah, and I Bucks mean maybe still- not,
1: to, maybe not to that to that extent. But and then they end up having to pay to get rid
0: of him. Well, I also think that's just like pro man because I think Shane Goss is an absolutely fine defenseman. He is, but they just uh, for some reason thought no. And
1: instead, instead they pay a ton of money or money, like assets or whatever to Buffalo for Rasmus Ristolainen, and then re-sign the guy.
0: Yeah. And they brought in Ryan Ellis, too, noted player with a lot of injuries who, unsurprisingly, was injured for most of the year. That was the only move I was okay with. I was okay with it, and I still thought it was a big risk with his injuries. That being said, they traded away
1: Phil Myers in that trade, and Phil Myers ended up... Like, I'm not sure what's up with him. I I I was... I was very high on the guy and it just did not pan out. I mean, it's, he's very young. It's not over, but it's
0: not, it's not looking great. Yeah. Right. And I think the issue is like, I think it's like, I like Joel Farraby. Yeah, for sure. Like, I like him, but you look at some of the guys they've got, like they've, they're just kind of meh.
1: They really are.
0: Right. And I just, I like Travis Santom too, by the way. Uh, but yes, to me, yes. yeah, I think they just got to do better. And I think,
1: I think the biggest loser in all of this is most probably Cam Atkinson.
0: Well, he seemed pretty excited, though. Oh, did he? Yeah. Why? Uh, Torts is his guy. Why? Well, I think it's Cam Atkinson to me. Like, he's an undersized player, so he probably had to work his ass off to get to the league anyways. So he probably yeah. appreciates having a hard-ass coach.
1: Yeah. Right, like
0: he seems like the type of guy who would jive with Torts,
1: and Torts would like
0: him. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't wait to see that. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be a tire fire in Philly, and I'm all for it. Yeah,
1: I'm all for it. I'm looking forward to it. Now, be awesome.
0: That brings us to the Florida Panthers and their coaching. So we know Andrew Burnett, obviously, in the mix, but some other names being tossed around to fill the head coaching job. Barry Trotz. Pete DeBoer, Travis Green, and Rick Talkett. Are you a fan of the list? Or should we just go through each one and talk about the no. pros and cons?
1: <laughs> I have a feeling that some of them are not even going to have pros.
0: Uh, most of them won't. Okay. <laughs> and, let's, let's, start, let's start with the incumbent, Andrew Burnett. I,
1: it's a tough spot. You know, we, we've talked back. It's tough very little experience, and you're, you know, I, I think the, the, the reason, I, I, I think that the only reason that Andrew Brunette is not a lock for this job is the Panthers' window of opportunity to win it all.
0: Andrew, yeah, I, I can see that.
1: You know, if uh, let's take Montreal's example. Marty yeah. St. Louis comes in. Never coached higher than Pee-Wee before. Yeah. Crushes it. No brainer to bring him back. Because if you're Montreal, you're not expecting to win it all. You're if you don't finish last again, you'll be happy.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So it's like it's actually you're fine, actually no,
1: actually, no. Next year's the Connor Bedard year. If you finish last, you're probably thrilled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like. I think that's the main thing that is hurting Andrew Brunette is his lack of experience at the head coaching position in the NHL and the fact that the Panthers need to win now. Yeah. And uh- if you need to win now, you're probably going you're probably better off going with the safer option, the one that has experience, the one that's done it before.
0: Yeah. No, I think, like, when I'm looking at K'Angelo now, I'm thinking, like, the pros are the players liked him. The team didn't really regress under him in the regular season, right? He seems, you know, like a good – he seems like a good enough coach, but it is hard to tell with such a good roster. In terms of the cons, it's the lack of experience, and I think the way the team bowed out in the playoffs, they didn't really show much fight. And exactly. I'm looking And I'm looking to the head coach to try to light a fire, and I know he tried, but he just wasn't able to. And exactly so, I don't know if that's he he, more does,
1: a, he he more or less gives off the vibe of hmm. being hmm. too nice
0: yeah but thing things like I don't know if that's what the team needs like I know we try like with the declare scratching and stuff and like but I don't know if it's a him issue or a player's issue that there wasn't any fire I don't know if it was him doing everything he could to try and spark something and they didn't respond or if he just doesn't have that ability it's it's really hard to tell i agree like i think there's just a lot of like i don't know enough about andrew brunette as a coach exactly and th- and you want to know what i don't, like i will be thrilled if if they keep him that's the thing like i'm not like i'm not for or against it right like i'm, I'm like in terms of we're ranking candidates that are remaining he would be up there right in terms of people i would want to be the coach behind the bench next season but if it's someone else, I'm not upset unless it's, I mean, depends on who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess we'll bring it to our next candidate here. Uh, a guy I know you're a really big fan of, Pete DeBoer. What the fuck? No,
1: no. Right. Why? Why? Like, why? Like, I get that you're doing your due diligence and you're hiring everyone. Like, you're, sorry, interviewing everyone. Just like Minnesota a while back. Um, it was the or no Chicago, just like Chicago interviewed Peter Shirelli for the GM spot.
0: I love that they made such a big deal about how thorough their search was going to be, and they just hired like the guy who was doing the job in the intern.
1: By the way, that is Philadelphia and Chicago are in the same. No, actually, Chicago, Chicago is about to become the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, they're about to switch spots. Uh, yeah, Chicago is. An absolute gong show right now. I think they're going about their rebuild in the worst way imaginable. Yeah, I I don't I don't understand what they're doing, but yes, like they do the this extensive GM search. They they interview a guy that was working in the MLB. Like they they really did everything, and then they just hire the same dude. Classic hockey. Maybe maybe that's what we're seeing from Florida. Maybe that is what we're seeing from Florida uh, but, I, I think I doubt it but as long as you don't hire Pete DeBoer I think you win and the next candidate or like I or another candidate we'll talk about oh, there there's some two other- guys two guys on my list that they're just like we're gonna have to rethink this whole podcast if they're hired by the Panthers
0: yeah no and I think I think a lot of the base probably agrees with our feelings on Pete DeBoer Uh, In terms of pros and cons, the pro is he did make a cup final one time. And that's the end of the pros list. The cons are I think he's a bad coach. I don't think he can let a fire. He seems kind of boring, uninteresting, and unlikable. Unlikable would be, the yeah. And I just don't think he's an all-around good coach. And I don't think he can get more out of this team than Andrew Brunette can. Exactly. I,
1: I I do think he's a little more of an asshole than Brunette.
0: Oh, I in think he, I, he, I don't even think it's close. I think he's clear
1: in the sense that he could light a fire under their asses, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think that he's so dislikable
0: that nobody would want to follow him into battle. No, like you got you got to walk that line. That's what a good coach does. Yeah, like I imagine, like John Cooper can be a hard ass, but I guarantee you, everyone respects and likes John Cooper. John
1: Cooper and Rob Brindemore are probably the best two yeah. NHL coaches out there right now, with Jared Bednar. Yeah, I'd agree. I think, I think you're probably right. That's probably the best three NHL coaches out <laughs> there right now.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, although I do like Jay Woodcroft in Edmonton. quite.
1: I know you do. I'm not a huge Jay Woodcroft fan for
0: some reason. Oh, disagree. But yeah, I know. Uh, next guy, Travis Green. What the fuck? Like, why are we? Do- why is Bill doing this? I understand being thorough, but at a certain point, like it's just a waste of time.
1: At, the, at a certain point, you might as well interview us instead of Travis Green. I, like, okay. that's, how bi- that's how big of a waste of time this is.
0: Like, I think we would, if we we're a coach in the Panthers, we would do on the ice just as good a job as Travis Green, and we would be marginally more likable off the ice. No, I think we'd be way more likable. Why well, do the bar is so low? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't... Like, You look at Travis Green and what he's done. Like, he leaves Vancouver, and it was very clear the players did not like playing for Travis Green. They hated the dude. Yeah, he did make a conference final appearance with the Canucks, like, uh, in the bubble. But I think we can all pretty much unanimously agree that was Thatcher Demko's doing, and no one else's.
1: Still don't understand how that happened.
0: It was Thatcher Demko. He's went God mode for a couple weeks. Yeah. And that was that. Um, But, and then you look at how much... Vancouver improved once Travis Green left. Everyone played better. The vibes were way higher. Like, that's the. I,
1: I, like, as long as you don't hire Pete DeBoer or Travis Green, I'm okay. I'll be happy.
0: Yeah, like, realistically, those are the two where I'm like, like, they're obviously like, I would have preferences of some other guys, but those two, please know. Those two are the worst case scenario. That, that is worst case scenario. Uh, another interesting one, though, Rick Tockett. Uh, didn't have a great run there in Arizona. Uh, assistant coach for two cup wins in Pittsburgh. Good player back in the day. Decent analyst. Yeah, one, I think he's kind of like, he's. I think he's got a bit of torts in him. Like, I think he's got that bit of like old school, light of fire, you know, hockey mentality to him. But, I think he's got a bit of a gentler approach and a more likable approach. I think he he appreciates lacrosse goals more. Yeah,
1: like it's that kind of stuff,
0: right? Like I but, think he can. I think he can walk the line. Like I actually think he's a decent candidate, but it's just it's similar to brunette. I I don't know.
1: It's tough, you know. He got dealt a really tough hand in Arizona. Had a lot of success as an assistant coach. But, but it's a then, big step up. You were assistant coach. You weren't the yeah. main guy. You weren't the guy giving the speeches in the dressing room, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, it's probably not the candidate I'm most excited about or would, you know, be the highest on my list. But I'm not, like, devastated if it's Rick Talk and I don't think. No. Right. And I think especially, too, you have to remember when he was in Arizona uh, as well, as much as it didn't work out there, uh. John Chica was their GM at the time and there was a, you know, obviously a big focus on analytics. And he talked a lot about, you know, the kind of blending of analytics with the eye test and uh, integrating that into his coaching. So I actually think he's probably uh, a more forward thinking coach than uh, he might get credit for. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that you don't know. We, it, again, it's, it's hard to say cause you don't know. Um, the last candidate we got here, Barry Trotz. How yeah. unreal would that be? I want like when we talk about Barry Trotz, there is no denying Barry Trotz, you know, is an excellent coach. Right? I don't think anyone thinks Barry Trotz is a bad coach. But he plays he has the reputation of a very defensive system, right? Yeah. At the same time, though, he won a Stanley Cup with one of the greatest offensive players of the last 20 years, and Alex Ovechkin. And Ovechkin had fine offensive numbers that year. So I don't know if that – like, I don't know if that reputation actually fits him that well. Like, I think New York was just – they had no offensive talent, so they had to play a really defensive system. Same thing from his time in Nashville. Uh, But in Washington, like, the results were there. Guys still had good offensive seasons. And I think you got a, a really complete effort from everyone on that roster game in, game out, and throughout the playoffs yeah I, I I agree like
1: he he is the best case scenario at this point he is he's the only one from the candidates we've spoken about that is above Andrew brunette on my list
0: I I, I would agree with that I, I I think fully my list would go trots brunette talk it and then no head coach yeah just oh, for can-
1: assistance
0: <clears throat> honestly um yeah, I'm a big Barry Trotz guy. I think he's, you know, a good guy. I think the players respect him. They like him. And he knows what it takes to win. Yeah. And knows what it takes to win recently as well, which is big.
1: Yeah, I just – I don't want to get my hopes up because I don't think we have any chance of getting trots.
0: No, I, I – I, I think uh,
1: I think at the end of the day – I mean, the, the three teams I've seen – being linked to trots like a little, he- like more heavily, have been Detroit, Nashville, and Winnipeg, obviously. Winnipeg, well, Winnipeg and I do think, <laughs> I do think he'll end up in Winnipeg. Yeah, because I think for Winnipeg, it's Barry trots or rebuild.
0: I I actually yeah I completely agree with that. I think they're all in on Barry Trots if they're going to try to win with this core. Like. You, you've got to think about how
1: toxic <laughs> that dressing room is, and that, like, you can't, it's not sustainable for a lot longer. So, you're pretty much in that phase of you need to, you just need to win. Yeah. And he's the guy. He, there's no other guy. He's your guy. And if you don't get him, just yeah. give up.
0: Yeah. This man dragged two garbage Islanders teams to back to back conference finals,
1: and they got fired for no reason.
0: Yeah, after one bad year in which like I mean, what do you want? Their team's bad.
1: In let, let, let's let's keep in mind mm. this is an Islanders mm. team where Lou didn't do anything for like the past four seasons.
0: GM of the year though. He but did trade away Devontae's. Year.
1: You trade away Devontae's because you can't afford to resign him and you bring in Zach Parise? <clears throat> like makes sense. Makes sense. I I, I, don't, I don't quite understand that firing. There's a few firings that are, are a little uh, yeah. tougher to understand, right? And we talked about Bruce Cassidy last week. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, like, if you're Winnipeg, it's Barry Trotz or Bust. And if you're Florida, it's like it'd be awesome to have Barry Trotz, but it's not the end of the world if you don't get him.
0: Here's the other thing, too, I want to add. With Barry Trotz, there's one man – who follows Barry Trotz everywhere he goes with every NHL team. Oh, this is your guy. It's Mitch Korn, the goalie guru. You look at the goalies under Mitch Korn and how good they are. Like Samsonov, not Sam, Yeah, the whole piece, Samsonov, Pekarine, Olaf Kozig, Varwamov, and Sorokin. Like, he gets good results out of goalies like the guy just he just does so if he comes along with Barry Trotz and you'll keep in mind like the Panthers are also like kind of non-committal right now to Rob Tallis the goalie coach mm-hmm. you bring in Mitch Korn you trade away Bobrovsky Mitch Korn develop Spencer Knight into the guy you bring in a so-so 1B type guy to back up Spencer Knight you'll, you take the cap space you, you, you keep some forwards around you add a defenseman now all of a sudden, you're in a pretty good spot. You really are. So I mean, I'm a big Mitch Corn guy, so I would love for that to happen. But like, I think like it's unlikely. I think,
1: I think if you're if you're Florida, the what you do, and obviously, it'd be awesome to have Barry Trots at long term. But you're probably just paying for two, like let's say two seasons. It's the most that the owner will afford. Yeah. I think that's that's the approach that you should have with Barry Trots is two or three season contract, not the f- not four or five like we've seen with Cassidy and Trots. You give him two or three seasons because that's your win window, and you go from
0: there. But do you think Barry Trots can extend your win window? He probably can. Because he dragged those Islanders teams to the final, so even though the Panthers got to make some changes, I don't and blow know for some
1: for some reason i am coming from the I'm coming from the uh, viewpoint that Barry wouldn't want long term for some reason.
0: But I think you know, South Florida is like one of those places you get to and you never want to leave. Old white dude in South Florida, he had an amazing time. It's right, and like, can you not picture like Barry trots like on a golf course? driving around his little community as I can.
1: I definitely can. You'd be having an awesome time.
0: Yeah. So like, I, I would love to see Barry Trotz. I just, I don't see it happening. Exactly. Uh, but who knows long off season. Well, that's going to happen. I'm sure some coaching candidates will come off the board by the time we record our next episode. Uh, I think next one will probably do some draft stuff. Cause it's probably the last one we got before the draft. Uh, But yeah, anyways, uh, thank you so much to everyone tuning in, listening to the episode. Uh, Appreciate it, as always. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll see you all then.